confront your fate. Only I can live forever. I take that as a compliment. I must have said it wrong. Attention, Greater Puffwa. Deputy. Headmistress Scarlet is going to decree another writing fest. And this one is going to be multi-fandom. So if writing is your thing, come and check out our forum at potterficweekly.com. Stay tuned for more information. And of course I'll have the weekend. What, what is a weekend? So, magic and stuff. It's a surprise. It's all a bit Harry Potter. Wait till you read book seven. Oh, I cried. Let me get this straight, Professor. You're actually giving us permission to do this. That is correct, Longbottom. To blow it up. Boom. Boom. You're very ridiculous. No Englishman would dream of dying in someone else's house. Coming soon to a fandom near you. That was random. All right. Are we ready? Yeah. I think so. Ish. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm petting a little kitty cat. Nice. Yeah, she doesn't like my socks right now. She thinks they're weird. They probably are. <laughs> Why do you have to they're called a, fi- a fistful of Harry, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Stop <laughs> this. Stop it now. <laughs> Very bad. Unfortunately, it is not a wild, unfortunately, it is not a Wild West AU. Uh, Unfortunately, darn. the fig no longer is, exists. The link is broken. So I think that's sad. telling us to not keep doing this. Yes, I think so. Does somebody else want to start this, or shall I get us going? Yes, you no, mean I- we're not covering a fistful of Harry? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, no. And welcome back to Butterfick Weekly. <laughs> Go for it, Jeff. I'm P.S. Was it clear? Scott was talking under you. So do All it. right. For Wednesday, July 4th, this is episode 146 of Potterfit Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. Hey, Ron, the next time you're Previously on Potterfit Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? Well, let's start at the beginning. That would be awesome. My resolutions for this Potterfit Weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfit Whatever. Oh, Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? Yeah. Okay, what did I miss? Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. Apparently, <laughs> I'm Jen, and I don't know my alphabet. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. Shit. <laughs> 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 I snort. I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. <laughs> I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not oh. trousers. Waterpick Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. <laughs> but I was planning on getting ravished anytime soon. Really, honestly. <laughs> Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snake. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we we'll always laugh before the end. we please. Where the story never ends. And welcome back to Potterfic Weekly. 
I'm Deathrill. I'm P.S. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Trisha. And I'm Harry the Cat. Bye. And I'm and I'm Deathrill's mustache. Oh, I think we need Aaron's <laughs> keyboard in here somewhere. We can have Kirby, are you here instead. <laughs> there. Can PS's chair be the new keyboard? Oh dear. You never know. I shut the door so we shouldn't hear the wind chimes anymore. Oh, I like them. Yeah, I know. Today we are starting a series of stories by the author named Bear. And we are starting with the first story by Harry Potter Lost. We will be covering... Is this story written by Jorah Mormont? I don't know. Please tell me you're not involve a plane crash or an island. Please, no. I'm so glad you were still here, Death Row, when I made that joke. Someone left. I understand exactly what you mean. <laughs> You're welcome kind to join us. If Zora Mormont wrote fiction, he probably wouldn't write this about this. He would probably write stories about him and Danny. Okay. It's a funny joke. Trust me, you would know it was a funny joke if you had read the books. Gotcha. Okay. All the listeners uh, out there are care. laughing now. I may have confused them because I was talking at the same time as you were trying to tell your joke. So Yeah, I only heard half of it. I said if Jorah Mormont was writing fan fiction, he wouldn't be writing this. He would be writing stories about him and Danny. Probably. (laughs) Most likely. Of course, the problem is Gior Mormont is the old bear and Jorah is who you're talking about. So you're making a joke about the wrong character. They're all bears. They're all bears. Even the women are bears, yes. Your bear sounds piratish, Trisha. (laughs) (laughs) I'm imagining a bear with an eye patch. Oh, no. And a fluffy shirt. And a clipboard. (laughs) (laughs) I thought we had had previously decided that Saltai was not a bear. No, of course not. I wonder what kind of animal he would be. I don't. Uh, well, I know. anyway, uh, I suppose we should actually start the whole. Thing. Maybe he would be. <laughs> maybe he would be a tiger. <laughs> a tiger. <laughs> I think he'd be a liger. No, no, Sue. It's a pun. I know. Start us, Scott. Please start us. Yes. <laughs> okay, well. I'm sorry, but that was funny. To start with, in which we see the events of October 30th and 31st, 81, from Voldemort's point of view, which is really quite interesting. Oh, can I say something? Yes. Something that bugged me is that every time it says Lord Voldemort, it says Lord Voldemort. It doesn't ever say Voldemort or anything. So this whole time, it's he's thinking of himself as Lord, Lord Voldemort watched his servant shuffled into his chambers. He really is a pathetic specimen, thought Lord Voldemort. Where's the secret keeper, Wormtail? demanded Lord Voldemort. Lord Voldemort let out a low hit. That's how he thinks of himself. I it's was the say. yeah. Um, it's but the it's part of another Draco Malfoy. I know it's another Draco Malfoy because it does that even when other people are thinking about Voldemort, Lord Voldemort. Yeah, well, he just doesn't approve of informality. I guess I don't know. <laughs> Because <laughs> he cares so much about politeness, he does. Mm. As long as when it's, it's him, yeah. Towards him. <laughs> I, I can just picture this. You know, he's he's going to make a raid and kill somebody, and he, he, I picture he's going to knock on the door of the cottage, wait for James to open it. Excuse me, Avada Kedavra. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm awfully sorry about that. And then he goes, Can I come I'm in? sorry. No. Okay, I'll just kill you from here. Yeah. <laughs> Should I take my shoes off before I come in? <laughs> Should I hang up? He only likes to be barefoot walking through the I was going to say. <laughs> oh my goodness. He, I'm he didn't want to track mud on Lily. He did wipe them now. Mm-hmm. He did wipe them. Mm. And he lets the little girl grow, but that's mostly because he doesn't want to attract attention right. before getting to his destination. So we have... Uh... And it's an interesting... Um, oh, what was my word? Mm. <laughs> interesting reasoning. Banana. <laughs> no, that wasn't the word. Oh, good. But, uh, that's a good game, though. A word, but uh, a reason for him to have this attack to have happened on the 31st, which I thought was clever, is it's the best night for him to wander around among muggles with nobody noticing. Right. And the little girl just comes up to him and says uh, she thinks he's got a great nice costume. Nice costume, mister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and almost, it, doesn't her. she run into him because she's trying to, uh, yeah, she, she crashes into his legs while she's keeping up with other kids. Oh, yeah. I missed that bit the first time. And yeah, he starts to reach for his wand and then he decides he can't make a commotion outside the cottage. So he lets her go mm-hmm. and he he's wandering around and he gets into the, the gate that leads into the cottage. And he thinks, OK, well, Dumbledore, surely Dumbledore has other things and he's waiting and listening. And he hears a skittering noise. Hmm, wonder who that could be. Skittering <laughs> noise, just yeah. like a rat might make. <laughs> mm-hmm. But thereby explaining how Peter was around to pick up his wand. Yes. And he's not going to torture Peter either because... Oh, make noise. Yeah. So Peter's told to wait. It's like, you know, back in the day when they would tell you to go pick your own switch. Go out there to that tree and bring me in a good branch to beat you with, kid. You know, stay right here until I get back, Peter. <laughs> yeah. And he alohomores the door and walks in. But you think, you think they, I don't know, I guess, here's the thing about alohomora. If, don't they have like alohomora proof locks? Because if everybody can alohomora any block open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not nice. It's like a second year spell or something. Yeah. Hermione's read ahead a little bit and learned it. And yeah. You'd think the there are probably better worked. locking charms. I thought it worked only on normal locks, you know, non magic locks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you could sense. use it on the front door of your house. Like if you locked yourself out accidentally, you could just whip out the wand and let yourself in without having to, you know, knock on the window and say, let me in. I'm silly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you would think that the lock in the corridor where Fluffy was would be more than just a standard, oops, I locked myself out. Are you looking for consistency in Joe Rowling's work? Trying. <laughs> Good luck with that. Let me know how it goes. <laughs> what are you trying to say? You could always have the reasoning that uh, I always Dumbledore like set I it all up to, as a it. test, and etc. Mm-hmm. Plus, you got to figure that on the other side is Fluffy. Right. Yeah. If somebody yeah, spends we'll five minutes unlocking the door. Ah, lock it again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Quick, what was the lock spell again? So, yeah. uh, I was just uh, reading. Uh, Alohomora off. Alohomora off. Finite <laughs> incantatum. Nox. Alohomora Nox. <laughs> I was just reading about Fluffy and the the film people made Fluffy with three different heads. One was always angry one was always hungry and one was always sleepy i think is what i read 
Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. I thought that was funny. So they each had a different personality, even if no one else, no one knew, but the filmmakers mm-hmm. gave them something to do. I thought that was fun. Yeah, well, it would look a little bit weird if they were all doing exactly the same thing at once. Mm-hmm. So. so we move on to chapter one, and we start with Minerva. Minerva. Who Minerva. 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 I have to tell you that I listened to this on the text reader, and most of the time the text reader does really well. Quidditch is Quitamich. There's an M in there. I don't know where the M comes from, because I don't see hmm. an M when I look at it. Maybe I'm wrong, but yeah, it's Quitamich. Quitamich. <laughs> like, what? Quitamich. So, anyhow, I'm sorry. So, she is getting ready to do the letters, and I love this. She she loves teaching, but she hates the uh, administration. Part administration. Yeah. Yeah. So she's got all the letters and she's got to get them addressed and she's going through them to make sure that the Muggleborn students get their letters delivered by a teacher when she finds one that says behind the bins, Lane off Mare Street, London. And she's like, hmm, curious. It doesn't have a name on it. No, it doesn't have a name on it. So she takes it off to Dumbledore, who, of course, is offering her lemon drops and shows him the envelope with the no name on it. And he doesn't know anything about it either. His case, like, lack of concern seems kind of, um, I don't know, impressive. I mean, he sort of doesn't care. <laughs> this is not our Albus Dumbledore. No, it is not. This is a, a Minerva fic more than anything. Right. So she decides that she's going to go to the location and see if she can find whoever it is. And Albus says, you know, I'm sure there's someone. So they, mm-hmm. and he's going to talk to the ministry. And that's another group that's sorely lacking in this story. Well, doesn't really. Well, they lack in every story. Yeah. <laughs> so she sends off the rest of the letters, and she drops into this quiet corner near Mare Street, and she starts looking, and she finds basically a nest, a place where a pile of dirty rags was that looks like somebody was sleeping there, and she's found this to be fairly disgusting. Mm-hmm. And so she waits for a while, and then she turns into a cat and waits longer, but nobody comes. Mm-hmm. She turns into the she... whole cat, just to clarify. Yes, this is true. <laughs> Not just half a cat. Right. Just you weren't here, Scott, were you? Uh, I was there for the beginning of that. She goes and asks one of the local restaurant staff if they have any trouble with vagrants and he says, no, not really. Sometimes we do, but we haven't lately. The police move them on. Yeah, we don't have any trouble. They're very well behaved. Yeah. And so she's, you know, she says the chances of finding a lost child in London is like finding a lost wand in the Forbidden Forest. So she doesn't have a whole lot of hope. Mm-hmm. Now, so wouldn't the, <clears throat> excuse me, wouldn't the address magically update itself if it's not delivered? That's what Let's I look saw. at Harry's second letter. not. Not in this case. It seems like the quills information updates, but you'd have to cast the spell and have it write itself onto a new letter for that to happen. So why don't they do now, that? I will say, I think it might be too early to see a because something is clearly up, I think. Mm-hmm. Speaking as someone who has only read the reading for tonight and has not read past that, I think right. it's probably possibly too early to think that this is sloppy writing. I mean, it might be, but I think something might be up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just the fact that the quill hasn't picked out a name means something's going on. Right. That's true. Yeah. 
That's very true. You don't think it's Harry Potter, do you? Well, seeing as it's the name of the fic, it is possible. But okay. uh, just make it short. You never know. I, I believe that PS had a prediction. Well, we haven't gotten to my prediction yet. I can't really predict my prediction yet. Okay. Mm-hmm. Minerva gets but back it's a to good the prediction. and no one will have thought Dumbledore of it. Dumbledore basically expected that she would find whoever this was, but she hasn't. He says, oh, okay, well, I'll let the ministry know and they'll keep searching. You can search for a while, but we will need you back before the term starts. So she's kind of reluctant to quit, but she is a teacher. So, yeah. And then we shift over to the borough. Yep. And Ginny. Mm-hmm. And she is going to an unveiling at the ministry, a ceremony. So, yes. Time has passed. It's Halloween now again. Mm-hmm. And they're having a anniversary of the downfall of Lord Voldemort. Ten years. It's something nobody really thinks about of the first book. But it, that if they were celebrating an anniversary, it would be the tenth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they're they're there, and the minister comes out. They're there to celebrate the fall of the evil in our world and to remember all those who gave their lives fighting for our freedom. And we find out that in this universe, at least, that all of the Potters have died. Mm-hmm. It's the Potters as a whole who defeated Lord Voldemort because... Um, as far Harry's as they name know, is on the memorial. Yeah, all four of them basically vanished in an explosion. Right. And um, yes, they the thing that they're doing at this ceremony is unveiling a big memorial with everyone's name on it. And Arthur points out uh, the Pruitts to her, right. and then she spots the Potters. James. And we get to hear just a little side note about how Ron and his new friend Neville almost ran into a troll, but uh, managed to get away, and a teacher stopped it. Mm-hmm. But he's still getting a howler. Yes, well, <laughs> got to have those howlers. Yep. And yeah, I like that he and Neville are buddies. And then Proof he- that Ron gets all of his friends into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> See, it was never Harry. It was always Ron. Always yeah. Ron. Harry's a always. good boy. Mm-hmm. Unless there's a magical mirror involved. Right. And then we switch back to Adam, and it's now the 24th of December. And Adam's having a pretty bad day. He was trying to steal some this money. This is actually the first time we've met Adam. Yeah, I was going to oh. say it's not back to Adam. Okay. We switched well, to Adam. Yeah, we get introduced to Adam, truly. Maybe Deathrow can guess who Adam is. Who's Adam, Deathrow? I'm going to guess and say it's Draco Malfoy. <laughs> you are <laughs> so right. <laughs> Must be. He does have gray no. eyes, after all. <laughs> Um, I have no idea. I haven't read word one of the fic. I'm going to guess maybe it's Harry. Yep, that's what I was going to guess too. Because yes. from what you from what you just said there, Ron and Neville are having fun at Hogwarts. Harry isn't there. Adam is this strange new character. It's got to be Harry. Okay. Mm-hmm. But there is something going on because um, I think it's. Uh, it is It is in this chapter. We describe that he's got long, light brown hair, and um, and one of the next chapters we find out his eyes are gray. So mm-hmm. if this is Harry, something's up. Brown hair, gray eyes. I don't think that matches anybody we know. No, not really. Maybe Adam will be this strange new character, and then on the last page, Harry will show up, and Adam will be nobody. I am the Harry Potter the closest we've got no, is I'm Harry that, Potter. Um, no, I'm Harry Potter. I'm Harry Potter and so is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. 
Paul's <laughs> Spartacus situation here. Always oh, look on right the bright side of life. life. <laughs> <laughs> or there's that. that what were you starting to say, Scott? Um, the closest we have to those descriptions is that Sirius Black's eyes are gray and his cousin Tonks's natural hair color is light brown. So it could be a Tonks. unknown <laughs> uh, black sibling or cousin or something. But Or maybe Harry's a metamorph magus and has um, imprinted on somebody or other. <clears throat> I don't know. Well, yeah. hopefully we will find out. But that would be interesting to because it would explain why the letter is blank because he doesn't know his name is Harry. Mm-hmm. But the you letter would, would know. The quill would pick up his name being <laughs> Adam. But it doesn't. You would think the the Sorting Hat would know him too. That's true. Hard to say. We don't get to hear what the Sorting Hat says in this one. But at any rate, Adam is Actually, apparently. I have a prediction. I've got a theory. Okay. Like oh, a legitimate no. prediction, not my jokey prediction that Adam was Harry, because Adam is obviously Harry or some form of Harry. I wonder if Adam isn't like some like combination of Voldemort and Harry. Could be. You know, like when the explosion went down, they somehow combined. Oh crap! That's much combined, much like a transforming robot. <laughs> and I'll form the head. Oh no! Okay, I didn't. I didn't mean it like that. Okay. Oh god! Full circle. That means it's time to end. (laughs) We just got started. Okay, I just think something. You, I think you get what I'm hinting at. Since we have Mm -hmm. come, since we have come full circle, I'm gonna drop off. I gotta go home. I have to get up and go to my new job tomorrow, second day. Yay! Congratulations on your new job. That is awesome. Thank you. I, I'm still you feel a little like, dizzy. If you feel like reading the other eight chapters and giving us your thoughts, we can always stick them on somewhere. How about if I feel like reading all of the chapters? <laughs> I, we, I haven't read a single. We, yeah, we described only... these to you. Yeah, yeah. We just take what we said. It's a really interesting series, and you'll be interested to know why he doesn't have a name that is recognizable by the quill and why he has the hair and eye coloring that he does. Mm-hmm. Cool. Don't give it away. Don't give it away. That's all I'm saying. Well, well look have a good night. Thanks point. for joining Thank us. Good night. However long you did. Bye. Have fun, guys. Good night, Deathrow. Bye. 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 <laughs> Making up our goat noise or something. I don't know. <laughs> Back to poor Adam, who's being chased. Whatever his origin is, currently he's a pickpocket and has apparently been on the streets for six months or so. Can I say that this is, I'm glad this is one of those stories that makes Harry, like, basically Oliver Twist. Like, have you ever read those stories where Harry winds up on the street and he's, like, all cockney and stuff? No. <laughs> he's, like, like, he's like, he is like a literally a Dickensian stereotype. I think I have read, of, read one of those at least, but I'm not sure. Anyhow, he's at the moment looking for opportunities because he needs to eat. Yes. And eventually he spots a man in a pointy hat looking into an electronics store with bright red hair. I wonder if this could be. I have no idea. 
and apparently has no idea what to do with a five-pound note and whether or not he could buy anything in the electronics store. So uh, Adam sidles up to him, and while he's looking around, uh, grabs his pouch, mm-hmm. which has weird metal money in it, as well as the ten pounds. Right. Actually, he doesn't know that they are money at all. But This is with the money, I guess with the muggle money, because he doesn't realize the rest is money. Right. Yeah. I had to read that a couple times before I thought, because I thought he was spending wizard money at a muggle store. He pawned off a galleon or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is real gold. I mean, probably. But could. he's also, he's also nine, what, eight years old? I mean, 10 years old. Ten, yeah, yeah, they're not going to realize. Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's 11 by now, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I like that uh, this man that we think is Arthur Weasley doesn't chase him. He just, he just stares after him, watches him go. At this point, I'd missed what part of the description was in this chapter, so I thought maybe he was shocked at seeing a kid who looked like Harry Potter run off with his uh, money, and we'd have aftermath from that in the next chapter, but that's not what happens. (laughs) I'm hoping in the later in the, not this series, but later in the series, that um, author does recognize him as the little scamp that stole his money. Yeah, I wonder if he would recognize him. Yeah. If Adam goes home with Ginny at some point and goes, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, I, I stole money from you. Yeah, and you know, well, you don't know because you don't know Adam yet, but I'm guessing that if that does happen, Adam will be very contrite. Yeah, he'd pay him back if he had anything to pay back. Had with. money. Mm-hmm. But we this? skip on another few months. Is it, wait, before you go, ahead. we skip on, um, that he buys a sandwich or a couple of sandwiches and he has learned that he needs to eat slowly or mm-hmm. get sick and end up, you know, wasting the food. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, P.S. You drop. Yes. It was, I actually hung up because you all had no sound. Uh-huh. That's weird. And my computer did the spinning thing of death before it would let me call you. So, not very good. So we skip on a few months. It's July now, and Adam is very pleased with himself because he's found a place to stay a little bit. And he also has a possible arrangement with a truck driver who uh, delivers lunch to a factory, and he goes and filches some. And he's he's got an idea that the driver probably knows he's doing it and is just ignoring him, Right. which he is quite thankful for if that's the case. And he's got to take his bag with his food in it wherever he goes, because if he doesn't, then it will go missing. Mm-hmm. And he gets to play with the kids in the neighborhood every once in a while, but he's very careful to stay away if there's adults around. Yeah, and he has a little bit of a run-in with a couple of guys he's been avoiding for a while, because mm-hmm. he knows they're breaking into cars and things like that. And they are aware that he seems to be doing well for himself and they want his money, which he doesn't actually have, but uh, Mm -hmm. they steal his food as well. He turns to run and they stop him, I'm going to imagine, with a well-placed rock because he feels a sharp pain in his knee and he falls over. Or Maybe they just catch up with him and kick him, I'm not quite sure. But then once he's already down, the man kicks him in the knee again. Now he's in a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. And there's this strange burning sensation that he recognizes from before and he tries to not let it do anything for as long as he can but eventually it ends up throwing them across a warehouse away from him Mm -hmm. 
and or no, it's the path that they're on. And they one of them whacks into a tree, which reminds me of uh, like uh, Warner Brothers cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> and then he feels terrible because these things always happen to him, and why can't he be normal? And he must be a freak, and yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's hobbling back towards his hideout when a elderly woman in a black robe shows up and says, hey, wait, and uh, makes him run I off. I know her! Yeah. <laughs> wonder who this is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so... And we jump back in time just slightly and switch to Minerva's point of view. And she's got a new letter, again with no name. And this one gives a different address. So she's pretty sure it's the same person. And this time she's not going to give up. She's going to find him wherever she can or Mm -hmm. them. She doesn't know it's a him at this point. Right. And she actually does manage to notice him on the path. And as he's running away from her, she realizes she's not going to get through to him and heads off where he can't see her and turns into cat form. She sort of goes around over the fences and things to try and head him off somewhere else. And follows him into his new place, and he's, you know, laying kind of sprawled. (laughs) Score? Um, won the game! Yay! (laughs) Oh, we're starting. We're on the West Coast. He's the Jolly Roger! Or did we ever guess? (laughs) (laughs) So, he relaxes when he sees the cat and says, hi, kitty, and kind of holds it and apologizes it doesn't have water and stuff like that. And then he laughs to himself and thinks, I'm talking to a bloody cat. What am I doing? But mm-hmm. he falls asleep. This part just about broke my heart. Yeah. Harry and the kitty, or Adam and the kitty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She extricates herself from his arm and turns back and takes him by Porky to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. So he wakes up in a very soft bed. He does. Why, okay, my question is, why can't hospital beds, for real, be as soft and comfortable as as the hospital beds at Hogwarts? Because they're lumpy and they hurt and you get bed sores. Because they're cheap. Yeah. Okay. And they need to spend their money on various other things because they don't get enough. Okay, I know, I know, but still. I was yeah. going to say magic. Too bad. Uh, okay. Well, that too. <laughs> yep. It's much easier to have comfy beds if you could cast cushioning charms on them. Yeah, really. Really. All right, that was my rant. Okay, I'm done. And he wakes up, and he's understandably confused, given this mm-hmm. is not where he fell asleep. And he's and clean. he tries to make his way out. And, and yeah. also, there's this whole castle thing, which is weird. But the door is locked, and then somebody finds him, and it's the nurse. Right. You should be in bed, young man. Mm-hmm. And it turns out she's fixed his knee and his face, which split open while he was trying to hold down the uh, tingling, burning feeling, mm-hmm. which is another point in favor of him possibly being hairy, although apparently they haven't noticed he's got a lightning-shaped cut, if it is. Well, the thing is, if they ever thought Harry was dead and stuff, mm-hmm. uh, they probably wouldn't know that he had a lightning scar. Yeah, even right. if he has one, they wouldn't recognize that as a hairy thing, because they don't have that. Mm-hmm. So, That's a good point. She introduces herself and says, you know, I'm gonna get you some lunch and wants to know what his name is and he says Adam and she wants to know about his surname and he says Winters. And so she tells him that he's at Hogwarts and he was injured so they healed him and he wants to know when he can leave 
And she says, well, we thought you might like to stay here, but if you don't, you can leave, but you have to stay until you're well. Mm-hmm. And you have to and promise you'll listen to somebody tell you about Hogwarts in case you do actually want to stay. Right. What's your I like it. I like it that he asked about the kitty. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the cat is very safe here, and I'm sure she will come and see you in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, on July 31st, 1992, he's finishing breakfast when the door opens, and here comes Professor McGonagall. And he's like, uh-oh, how did she find me? Mm-hmm. And she says, don't worry about it. I'm the one that brought you here and says a few things that make it twig. This is a school. Mm -hmm. She introduces herself as a professor and so forth. And he has to keep his promise and listen to her talk about Hogwarts. And she opens with the question of, have you ever done weird things? And he's like, oh, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's a loaded question for anything. Oh, yeah. This is true. Have strange things ever happened around you? Hmm. Well, there was the time I knocked the whatever off of the shelf. And the, yes. Uh-huh. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And he I'm says, not... go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. It's no, no important. She says, you know, when I was young, I made things float around my house. And he says, I've hurt people. And she mm-hmm. wants to know what he means. And he says, before you found me, men attacked me and I wanted them gone. And there was a loud crack and they flew back. And so she says, you know, that's that's not your fault. You weren't doing anything wrong. You were protecting yourself. And he says, so at Hogwarts, you teach us to be normal again? And she says, no, at Hogwarts, we'll teach you to control them so that you can use them only when you want to. Mm-hmm. And make things float and various other cool mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah. And she gives him his letter. Yay, the letter. For Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. And he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> But he says he can't read it. And, uh, and at first she thinks illiterate. she, yeah, he yeah. never learned to read, but it's just his glasses broke. He needed glasses and he hasn't had them for a long time. Chalk up another uh, point of similarity. But again, no one will know that because Harry. Yeah. Not One-year-olds don't generally have glasses. No. <clears throat> not, not very many. So they take him to Diagon Alley to buy his supplies, and he's worried about that at first, too, because he doesn't have any money. But they tell him about the trust fund, so mm-hmm. that's all right. And they take him through the flu, and at first he thinks, okay, this is weird. Why am I in a pub? But then she shows up, so it works. Right. He's afraid that he's done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And there's a magical optometrist, which makes sense for there to be, even though Harry never bothered to go to it they'll allow that they'll put lenses in muggle frames if they, he goes and gets them because he's a little weirded out by the magical ones yeah they all make him look like an old man yeah i just couldn't understand what that meant sorry i just was like huh well probably ones like dumbledore's for example or they'll have different patterns on them or i don't i don't know exactly how what sorts of ones they would have that would be magical specifically but they're probably more like the you know earliest spectacles because they haven't bothered to update them right so they take care of that and get him clothes and robes and potions and all of the various other things that he needs or a potions kit rather and then get the wand yeah and Mr. Ollivander wasn't expecting him, which strikes him as weird because he's always expecting everybody. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. There's another something's up with this guy, but uh, yeah, I was a little right-handed. surprised. I was a little surprised how, McG- how McGonagall um, treated Ollivander during this. It, it just didn't seem right. Mm-hmm. She's impatient. Yeah. Yeah. Curious. Very curious. 
she doesn't want to know what's curious about his wand. Right. She just wants to buy it. Yeah. Off they go. And they run into Hagrid. At the Leaky Cauldron. Mm. And so. And we hear about the scuffle at Flourish and Blots, mm-hmm. a la book number two. Right. He had to pull them apart. Arthur and Malfoy. Yep. Now he's off to get flesh-eating slug repellent. <laughs> yep. For the school cabbages. I think we're in Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> no. Yep. And we shift over to Ginny. It's September 1st, and she's going to Hogwarts today. Yay! And she's found the diary that her parents slipped her. Uh, mm-hmm. Her new, what did she say? She was repacked her trunk and was checking everything and found a present her parents had got her, and they didn't really expect her to find until she got to school. But yeah. she's going to start it now. And it writes back to her and she says, what? Yeah. That's, surely it's not supposed to do that. But, well, it was a present, so it must be okay. But mm-hmm. she doesn't have time to write more because they've got to go. Yeah. Up, up, up. Get up, Jenny, Ron, Fred, George, get up. Yep. So they go through King's Cross and she runs through with Arthur mm-hmm. and heads off to get a seat. And she sits with... Ron and Neville and Hermione for a while until Ron tells her to get lost. Yeah. He's a prat in this. He's just... Yeah. But They have something or other they want to talk about and uh, apparently don't want to talk with her. Mm-hmm. So she wanders around the Express for a while and no point in trying other older students. That wouldn't work. And she thinks about the first year girls, but they seem to be giggling a lot. And she's really not into the girly stuff as much. And then she spots one with just this one boy in it. Yeah. So she knocks on the door and says, hi, can I sit here? And we switch back to Adam's point of view. Mm-hmm. And he just sort of sits there and stares at her for a bit. And says, oh, right. Uh, sure. Yep. Come in. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know why Professor McGonagall insisted that he ride the train in because he was already at Hogwarts. What's the big deal? But he does understand. And she, you know, wanted him to have this first experience of the train. So she took him there. Mm -hmm. And they talk about Ginny's six brothers and Mm -hmm. he didn't know he was a wizard. So he must be a muggle-born. And they just talk about all sorts of things, the houses. And he figures out what Quidditch is because he... He's heard about the Quidditch pitch, but he doesn't actually, he hadn't actually learned what it was. So she tells him about that and mm-hmm. all sorts of stories about George and Fred and Ron, who was apparently an arse. Yes. Yeah. This is a very Potter musical, Ron, obviously. <laughs> Did somebody say Ron Weasley? Red vines. Oh, sorry. I was thinking more of the useless little sister bit, but you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> and he gets her to buy them something from the cart to share because he's not very good with the money. Mm-hmm. And then they get off the train to first years over here from Hagrid. And they mm-hmm. head off to the boats. And when they get there, they he finds Professor McGonagall all dressed more formally than usual, which I thought was interesting. Her standard black robe is gone, and now she's in emerald green. Yeah, yeah. her dress robes. She puts down the hat, and the hat starts to sing. A thousand years or more ago, when I was newly sown, there lived four wizards of renown, whose names are still well known. Bold Gryffindor, 
from Wildmoor, Fair Ravenclaw from Glen, Sweet Hufflepuff from Valley Broad, Shrewd Slytherin from Fen. They shared a wish, a hope, a dream, they hatched a daring plan to educate young sorcerers. Thus Hogwarts school began. And he looks at Ginny and he's like, is that a singing hat? <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least it's not a troll. (laughs) Better than what I thought. Yeah. And they go through the sorting, and he and Ginny talk a little bit about houses. She's disappointed that Luna gets a Ravenclaw, because then she won't see her much. And because he's Winters, he'll be right after Ginny. Right. So she gets put in Gryffindor first, and therefore he's pulling for Gryffindor. And Albus has asked her not to tell him about the houses, so he's completely in the dark. Mm-hmm. But until Ginny talks about them and then her speech on the stairs at the beginning. And he gets to go into Gryffindor after the longest ever sorting. So she's kind of curious about what the hat's talking about with him. But we don't get to find out. No. But Ginny was just was not as long, but just as long. Yeah, mm-hmm. he had a pretty long one, too. And then we have Gildor Lockhart being introduced. Oh, boy. And Albus giving his usual speech about the Forbidden Forest and the list of banned magical pranking items, which is unfortunately usually ignored. Mm. (laughs) And he wants to see her in his office after the feast is over. Right. He wants to know if she's told him about the houses. And she says no. And he's worried because the last boy they took who didn't have any parents and grew up in poor circumstances was a guy named Tom Riddle, mm-hmm. who you might have heard of. Um, Tom Riddle. Hmm, that name sounds familiar. Can't quite place it. Yeah. And she is indignant that he would compare a boy just by circumstances and not even look at him. And, of course, mm-hmm. Adam isn't evil, and the very idea. And, and, yeah. Don't you just want to scream at him and go, It's Harry Stinkin' Potter! (laughs) It's Harry Potter! (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, this Dumbledore just gets me. It's very bad. So, yeah, he's already prejudiced against him. He's decided that Adam is going to be another Tom Riddle, and that's all there is to it. He's worried anyway. Part of the reason is because Fox only ever gave two tail feathers and the yeah. one that Adam, Adam got the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, we know what that's about, but uh, he has no idea. Right. And he's not entirely convinced. He's just he's determined that he's not going to lose another one, basically, mm-hmm. because he's feeling guilty about not having caught Tom Riddle in time. Kind right. of. And Yeah. So he wants her to watch him. So chapter four, we switch back to Ginny. She's waking up and is kind of glad her roommates aren't awake yet because they were friends already and she just doesn't quite fit with them. Right. And she's feeling bad because she left as soon as they got back to the common room and went up to write in the diary and just pretty much abandoned poor Adam. Mm-hmm. I keep wanting to call him Harry. I don't think I can call him Adam. I know I read the whole story with his name as Adam, but I really can't call him Adam. <laughs> oh, well. She gets her timetable at breakfast and finds out she's got charms in 15 minutes and she better hustle. Yep. And she's been looking for Adam as she goes down and goes to breakfast and hasn't found him. Mm -hmm. But he shows up at charms at the same time and she waves at him and he comes and sits with her. Yeah. Apparently he uh, 
doesn't sleep very well, so he went for a walk and then got an early breakfast and then he got lost. <laughs> and she, of course, had a late breakfast because she was waiting in the common room for him. Right. But and so then we switch to Adam again on September third, and he's yes. enjoying his first days of Hogwarts. The lessons are interesting, well, except for history of magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just boring. One advantage here is he doesn't have quite as much trouble with Snape, except he does lose ten points in their first lesson, and Ginny loses five, but oh well. Yeah, it's just Snape. Mm-hmm. He's best friends of his various roommates with Colin, since Colin's a muggle-born too, mm-hmm. and also not as crazily insane as in canon, because he has no idea who this is. Right. Uh, I don't think there's a mention of a camera at all. <laughs> and he's kind of shocked when an owl lands at the table, and Ginny giggles at him, because... She doesn't yeah. realize he'd never heard of Owl, Owl Post before. Right. And then they have Transfiguration, and he knows this is Professor McGonagall, but she doesn't. Right. Sitting on the desk as a cat. Just watch, it's not an ordinary yeah. cat. <laughs> you can tell that a number of things from this, at least, are movie-based rather than book-based. Because mm-hmm. she didn't do the animagus thing in the first lesson right. in the book. She uh, turned her desk into a pig instead, but... Uh, and yeah. the things like how the flu works and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. it's small details. Right. There's also um, words that are missing that get picked up by the text reader. I don't remember where yeah. they are. I didn't There's that. occasional mm. problems. Mm-hmm. I must have just filled them in. I didn't. I haven't noticed any of those. But yeah, you know, I think that's really easy to do. Your eye just assumes, or your brain just assumes that it's there. Yeah, that happens. But the text reader. There's all the dialogue punctuated improperly, mm. like with a period. like. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't take away too much from the story. And they talk about their wands a little bit because mm-hmm. Jenny's looks different from hers, from his. And um, he doesn't know what his is made of because he got hustled out of Ollivander's before he said. Right. And they get points for Gryffindor. Yay! Which is nice. And then they go to meet Professor Lockhart. Defense against the dark arts. <laughs> Ginny's giggling. Look at the girls over there. They all fancy him. And he's like, do you fancy him too? And she's like, oh no, I know better. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's slightly unnerving that the classroom's filled with pictures of him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's bored. He wants to use more magic and yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. And so they get out of the class. Oh, and McGonagall's invited him to come and see her on Saturday, but he doesn't know what about at this point. But they get out of defense, and they head down for lunch, and Ginny says she'll be right back, and goes off to talk to her brother, and gets the brush off. And she's... Again. Adam Adam doesn't know what to do, because she's crying, and uh, what do you do with crying girls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and Hermione's like, I'm sorry, Ginny, he's a prat. I'm trying to educate him, but... Mm-hmm. He doesn't have Harry to uh, knock off some of the edges on him. Mm-hmm. But we find out that Hermione is, you know, one of the smartest girls, and she's willing to help with homework, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that... They least, just got their first essay. Yeah, she's a nice person, since Ron isn't. It's nice to have Hermione there. Yeah, and Neville's nice, too. He just... Can't stand up to Ron the same way Harry would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they... And they have to fetch Lex, and Hermione is sure Professor Lockhart will be brilliant. Of and course. they're smirking at her. <laughs> yeah. We just had him. He actually wasn't that good. But, uh, yeah, doesn't get that. And then later that night, Ginny's going to teach him how to post an owl home. 
and he says, I can't, I don't have a family. Yeah, he has to admit that. He's an orphan. And he says, I'll understand if you don't want to be my friend anymore. And she's like, why would I not want to be your friend? Because you're an orphan. Yeah. She gives him a hug and he's like. Yeah, he's not used to being touched. You can tell. Yeah. And then she realizes, oh, the boy. And she turns bright red. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he sort of tells about living on the streets a little bit. And, uh. Yeah, it's good to have her listening. Mm-hmm. And then she heads up to tell Tom about all the stuff that's been going on. And he's going off to see, or no, <laughs> the next day he's going to see Professor McGonagall. Right. He's, <laughs> are you liking your lessons? And he's like, yeah, mystery of magic, magic is boring. And defense against the dark arts, all Lockhart does is talk about himself. But everything else is good. <laughs> I love how she said, after she, after she says all Professor Lockhart talks about is himself, she says, good, I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just sort of ignores that bit. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she wants to know about friends, and she's really happy that Ginny's his friend. So and mm-hmm. she finds out that that uh, he told Ginny a little bit about his past and he wants to know why she didn't tell him about the houses. And, you know, he's beginning to feel that maybe she didn't want him in her house. So she has to explain. She didn't want him prejudiced to that. Right. He wants to tell her that the hat said he could have been in Slytherin too, but he's afraid that she'll make him move. He doesn't want to leave Ginny, so she's not sure if he should tell her or not, but when she says, oh, Hat never makes a mistake and you can't switch houses, then he tells her. Yeah. And then she says, well, it put you in Gryffindor, so that means you belong here anyway. Uh, But uh, don't tell anybody else about that. Yeah. And as he's leaving, he hears, come, come to me. Let me rip you. Let me tear you. Let me kill you. And Harry's like, oh, this must be magic. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's completely normal for Hogwarts, I'm sure. Yeah. Yep. And we find out that Ginny left a few hours ago, and when he finally encounters her, we find out that she's been kind of walking around, and her voice is slurred, and she looks exhausted. And she doesn't feel very well. Yeah. She doesn't really remember most of the day. So Hermione takes her up to bed. Mm-hmm. And we move on. Mm-hmm. And, there and we're already past where I actually read, so uh, I'm just sort of skimming, discovering these things as we go. <laughs> it's the first day of flying practice, and she's Yay! all excited. Yay! They're all excited, even Harry. Nope. I mean, nope. Adam. <laughs> <laughs> no brothers to hog the brooms this time. Right. She says up and her broom goes straight into her hand and Adams does the same thing and he's all excited. You can see everything from here when they get up in the, they go up into the sky because of course this flying lesson does not have Neville to crash and ground everybody and they actually get to have the lesson. Malfoy doesn't have Malfoy. Right. So yeah, she says angle your brooms in the direction you want to go and... Fly forwards a bit, and then once you're at the pitch, just stop. And Ginny just zooms off completely. Yeah, right away. And he's right behind her, so she's like, she was "You're very, natural." Yeah, she was even surprised how well he did for the first time being on a broom, where mm-hmm. she's been on a broom quite a few times. Right. Yeah. They talk about trying out for the team, but since their first years, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And now it's Halloween. I wonder who they got as a seeker the last year, since Adam wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Or even this year. Yeah, because now he's a first year. Mm. Yes, on to Halloween. Adam's days have acquired a rhythm. 
Yeah. Mostly he spends his time with Ginny, except sometimes she disappears to write in her diary, and then he plays chess with Colin. It wasn't very good, but that was fine because he wasn't either. <laughs> <laughs> and they go down for Halloween, and Dumbledore gives a speech about how it's a major celebration, and they celebrate it now for a second reason, because of you-know-who being defeated. And... He doesn't know. They don't go to the death day party. No. And Ginny gets sick partway through. And she says, I gotta go. And after a little while, when she doesn't come back, he starts to worry about her. So he excuses himself and heads out. And he hears the voice again. And Mm -hmm. he turns the corner. And there's the cat. And the chamber of secrets has been opened. Enemies of the air beware. And here comes Filch. You killed my cat! And yeah. Poor Adam. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what's going on. And I love that they go up to Dumbledore's office, or they, Lockhart's. End up, they end up at Lockhart's because he offers his office, and McGonagall is, you know, right behind him. Yeah. So Dumbledore now wants to know what he was doing there. Mm-hmm. I really like McGonagall in this book. Because... It's- Oh, it's just because you can see her more maternal aspects of her mm-hmm. than you do at any of the other. Um, we see it more in the movies because you can see the facial expressions and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. but in here, well, because Dumbledore isn't defending him here, she does instead. Right. Yeah. But he does acknowledge that it was pretty much impossible for him to have cast a petrifaction spell. So they just go. And he heads back to the common room where he finds Ginny and he says, why didn't you come back to the feast? And she says, I just got here. And he says, but you left the feast an hour ago. And she's like, no, no, I I went to the bathroom and I came straight here. And she's like, wait, an hour? I've been gone an hour? I must have taken longer in the bathroom than I thought. And she's losing time. Mm -hmm. Maybe she's been abducted by aliens. That's it. Mm. He tells her about the voice, which she says... He shouldn't tell anybody else. Mm-hmm. And he also tells her about what that blonde boy said. And so she explains what mudblood means. Right. That blonde boy. I love how they don't know who he is. <laughs> yeah. It's Draco Malfoy. And she explains who Voldemort is. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't know. And talks about the Potters. And yeah. That's- <laughs> and we have some irony. He was partly relieved that this you-know-who was dead. At least he wasn't the one causing trouble at Hogwarts. <laughs> well? Maybe. <laughs> Technically, you are. Yeah. Yeah. So they go back to the tower after the Quidditch match, and they've won by 10 points, even though Slytherin caught the ball, called the snitch. He doesn't quite understand all the rules yet, even though Ginny was feeding him the rules as they watched. And, of course, we have a Fred and George party going on. Of course. Mm-hmm. And he's a little... Uh, he's a There's little, a lot of people. He's not used to that. Yeah. He wants to just be somewhere by himself. And he overhears Ron and Neville and Hermione as they're talking about finding out who's opening the chamber. Yeah. Ginny finds him, wants to know why he's here by himself. Mm-hmm. And... He explains what he's heard, and maybe they'll ask Hermione about it later. Right, and at least her theory that it's Draco is a relief for Adam, because at least they're not, you know, blaming him. Yeah, and he's thinking about that still the next day, Mm -hmm. and he he hears the voice again. He wakes up in the middle of the night, and Colin's not in bed, and he 
is worried that Colin's fallen asleep in the common room. So he goes down to try to find him and hears the voice and then finds out that Creevy's been petrified and Dumbledore sends Snape up to the room to make sure that he's in bed. And so he rushes into bed and jumps in and tries to pretend like he's asleep. Yeah. I wonder if Snape legitimated him to see if he... Had been in bed the whole time. Don't you have to well, have eye contact? Closed. Yeah, eye contact. Oh, do that. I don't know. I Depends on which fic you read, but yeah, mostly, yeah. And then, and then we move on to December. Mm-hmm. And dueling it's Dueling Club. Club. Yeah. Yeah. And they start that. And of course, they're practicing on each other. And <laughs> Lockhart's like, stop, stop, stop. They do Ron and Draco instead of Harry and Draco. And Malfoy, of course, does the Serpent Sorcia. Is that how you say it? I think so. And the, the snake still manages to land in front of Harry. <laughs> always. And, of course, he talks to it, and it leaves. And all of a sudden, Ginny realizes that he's a parcel mouth, and that must mean he's evil. No, wait, Ginny knows about him. He can't be evil. And what to do, and he doesn't know, and everybody's all afraid. Yeah, Adam, you just talked to a snake, and he's like, well, all I did was tell it to leave us alone. I never expected it to work. And she says, yeah, but you were talking in parcel mouth. He's like, so? She's like, it's very bad. And Snape comes in and says, Winters, the headmaster wants to see you in his office right now. Dun, dun, dun. And Snape looks pleased, which is never a good sign. (laughs) Never, ever. Don't lie to me. Ginny stays with him, and of course, Minerva rushes in moments later. Mm -hmm. And so she wants to know what's going on, and Snape's like, it appears Mr. Winters is a parcel mouth. (laughs) So, yeah, Ginny screams at him and says, Adam is not a dark wizard. And of course, Minerva is the image of calm. And wants to know, you know, what Albus has to say about all of this. And I like Albus. Mr. Winters, when did you realize you could talk to Snape? And she, he's like, uh... Now? Just now? This minute? <laughs> yeah. Because he didn't go to the zoo. He didn't go to the zoo. I mean, that snake is still at the zoo. Aww. It didn't go back to Aww. the zoo. Poor snake. Well, he was, he was bred in captivity, so he never knew what Brazil was like anyhow. Mm. So, I guess what he can't, like, can't Don't worry. Just because you have an ability that is deemed dark, it doesn't mean you've done anything wrong. You won't be expelled. And she's looking at Albus like, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Just because yeah. you have an ability that is deemed dark, and everybody who has this ability is dark, and is associated with the darkest be. wizard that has ever lived, doesn't mean you're a dark wizard. <laughs> No, not at all. So they want to know what his first memory was, and he says it's of his first, of the home he was first in, and that he'd been told that he had always been left in some bushes. Mm. That was sad. Yeah. Just when the house blew up, he was in the bushes. And Albus asks to take some of his blood because he might be able to find out about his parents that way. Mm-hmm. And he's quite happy to do that. Yeah. Oh, well, would any kid want to know what their parents are? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the next day, he's having a bad time because everybody keeps staring at him. Right. And Ginny blows up at the rest of the house. And so they pretty much leave him alone after that. But the rest of the school is still weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, he's in the library and he overhears what we know are Hufflepuffs. What the hell is a Hufflepuff? 
although I don't believe it says so in here. This darn Hufflepuff. Yeah. Betty had a run-in with Filch, and that's why he petrified his cat. Colin was his roommate, I bet he, he petrified him in his sleep and put him out where he could be found. And Adam storms over there and says, I don't know anything. I could talk to snakes, but guess what? I didn't ask for that. I'm not a dark wizard, so shut up. And he storms out of the library. See, this is where the Jenny influences on him, then then her, the Hermione. Hermione would be like, no, no, don't create any waves, where Jenny's like, just go for it. <laughs> yeah. And he's walking back towards the staircase and trips over some Hufflepuff robes. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's and, Justin and Nick. And Nick. And he hears footsteps. And of course, then he flees the scene of the crime. Well, of course, because, you know, I don't want to get caught there. Because that doesn't look guilty at all. Well, they, nobody knows he was there, so he can flee the scene of the crime and not get caught. Mm-hmm. And we find out that. Ginny thinks she's left the library right away and she wants to know how Adam got there so quickly because he, she should have beat him. And she's been there an hour already. And he tells her there's been another attack and that he ran. And she says, well, that's better than getting expelled. So good for you. Mm -hmm. And they come in and there's been another attack and they come in and they start whispering. And he's like, I've been sitting here the whole time. How could I have done it? Storms up to his room. Poor Adam. Yeah. And then it's Christmas, which has never really been a thing for him because there's only about one that he remembers celebrating. And after that, some weird things happen, so he doesn't generally remember it much. And so he kind of doesn't get everybody else being so enthusiastic, but he figures he's not going to get back to sleep anyway. So he gets up and gets dressed. And everybody's gone home, so he's got the room to himself pretty much. Mm -hmm. And Ginny's gone home as well, so he doesn't really have anybody to talk to. But he gets down to the common room, and Ron and Neville are there, and so is Hermione. So he goes and sits with her. And she gives him gifts, and he's, like, amazed because he's never had presents before, more than one. And these are reasonably large parcels, so he's Mm -hmm. pretty excited about it. He gets a book called Quidditch Through the Ages and a woolly hat and Gryffindor cups. And he goes looking and finds a tag and finds out it's from Professor McGonagall. Ginny mm-hmm. sent him a quill and some ink, which yeah. are nicer than the ones he has. And Molly has sent him chocolate cakes. Yay, Molly. Okay, who, no who thought of the, uh, well, who thought of the, the Bill Cosby thing when after reading that? I guess it was only me. All right. <laughs> You know. And the morning music was playing. And they were eating chocolate cake. And singing songs to me. That is great. Give us a chocolate cake. <laughs> That's right. I didn't think of that. I know. Sorry. That's cool. For breakfast. <laughs> I may have yes. seen that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a little letter from her to just introduce herself and say, this might be a surprise, but I'm Ginny's mother. I wanted to send you something. Season's greetings. Mm-hmm. So this is his best Christmas ever. But then he realizes he didn't get Ginny anything. Yeah, and mm. then he feels bad. And yeah. he goes and thanks McGonagall for the book and sends thank you letters. And they have the Christmas feast. There's some Hufflepuffs and Ravenclaws and Draco and the two large kids who keep following him around. Mm-hmm. And Ron. Well, this is just so funny that he doesn't know their names. I mean, because he's not in their year. He's like, oh, those kids. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then he kind of falls asleep in the common room and 
Ron and Neville storm in looking flustered. And uh, Ron's like, I know it's you. And as soon as I have proof, you're going to be in Azkaban. And he's like, I'm not, it's not me. I've never heard another student. Liar. Keep away from my sister or you will have four Weasley boys to answer to. And now Adam. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And we switch back to Ginny's point of view. She's just got back to the castle, January 3rd. She did want to stay, but her mom was determined. So Ron got to stay, but she didn't. Yeah. And Adam charges down the steps and then doesn't quite know what to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's a boy. He is a boy. And he says, thanks for the present. And I'm sorry I didn't get you one. And she says, don't worry about it. Mm -hmm. And she's going to go to the bathroom. Yeah. Second floor bathroom. Jenny goes to the bathroom a lot. <laughs> Poor Jenny. Mm. She's <laughs> Jenny. Jenny has a problem. She decides that she's going to get the, uh, rid of the diary. Opposite of most fix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they never go to the bathroom in those. It is like all the non-bathroom stories. Jenny's poor Jenny is making up for all the times that Harry held it in before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it because she she leaves. She's going to leave the diary in the bathroom and hope nobody finds it because nobody will go in there and she walks out of the bathroom and it's still in her hands and she's like dang and she turns around and she puts it back and she comes back out again and it's still under her arm and she's oh, like Sue, kelly wants you to call her i called her she's here we can't hi oh there she is there she is i was just listening <laughs> okay <laughs> but we dropped ps in the process that was cool. oh, no. oh wonderful this is gonna be fun so where are you? Nearing the end of chapter six, number seven. And I have to tell you that I didn't have any time today to read. Okay. So I'm just going to. So you're just like me. Scott read half of it. I haven't. Uh, we were too busy today. Mm-hmm. We had three people who didn't come into work, and we had postcards that were sent out that everybody got today. And I think I probably talked to 45 people. So I'm. Wow. I, yeah. It's a pretty easy skimming fic. I managed to read about half of it while the rest of these guys were talking about half of a cat and various um, scenario yeah, yeah. and strange other things. Mm-hmm. But, okay. Um, yeah, we needed brain bleach earlier. It was very bad. <laughs> fortunately, I was on hold, so uh, I got away without it. You missed it. What did you miss? Yeah. You having a search for snary cat stories. Oh, the combining cat, combining robot cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. We're way off course. And but anyway, so anyway, Ginny yeah. keeps going in and out of the bathroom with this diary, and uh, Adam wants to know what's the matter. And she says uh, it was uh, toilet trouble. Yeah. And so she <laughs> keeps not being able to throw it in the trash, so she finally throws it down the toilet and watches it go down the U-band. Mm-hmm. And feels herself yeah. reaching for it again, but she's not fast enough, so that works. Yeah, yeah I, I really like this. I mean, it just it made a... I mean, it just made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, enjoyed, I really enjoyed that part. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, I'd never read, like, COS from Jenny's point of view, and I think this makes a lot of sense that it would do that, that it would have this kind of hold on her. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There was a fic that I read over on Harry Potter fanfic.com or something like this that was uh, all of the stories from Ginny's point of view. Hmm. And it was, it was pretty good. Interesting. It was yeah. good. And they get back into the common room and of course Ron's kind of glaring and 
she wants to know what's up with Ron, and he says... Ron's a jerk in this story. Oh, he is. He's terrible. Yeah. He's a prat. And he says, Ron's told me I have to stay away from you because he thinks I'm behind the attacks. And she marches over there and says, how dare you tell my friends that they can't be around me? And yeah, she goes off on him. He's lucky he doesn't come away with a bat phobie hex. Mm-hmm. And she does Maybe she hasn't learned that yet. I don't know. <laughs> threaten to uh, tell the school embarrassing things that he would not want known. Yeah. And earlier she'd said, well, she's definitely staying for Easter. And he's like, there's Easter holidays too? (laughs) How many holidays do we get? Poor Harry. Adam. (laughs) He's Harry. I'm calling him Harry. I'm not going to call him Adam. I'm going to dignify Adam. (laughs) So, and she wants to know where Hermione is and she's in the hospital and, oh no, has she been petrified? No, she's apparently... Just covered in hair. Yeah, covered in hair. Maybe this is what happens when you are like a combining cat and a magus and your partner is not there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> no. You just become a your head just becomes a were cat. Uh, huh? A were leopard. You don't We also know. found a story, Kelly, where Harry was right, a were leopard. Oh god. <laughs> Wait, and who was his, this again? And who was his lover? Lucius. Oh god. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it was also Lucy a wear leopard. And so was the writer, I'll bet, too. Mm, I don't know. Mm. So. So Ginny goes to bed, and she realizes this is the first night that she hasn't had the diary to write in. But she's figures if it was that hard to get rid of, it couldn't have been good to have. Mm-hmm. I'm in the middle of reading. On she's like an seven. addict. Yeah. I'm in the middle, I'm in the middle of rereading um, Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah? I'm trying to remember where I left off last night. Let me look. I started. Or this afternoon. Sorcerer's Stone today. In preparation for my <laughs> Pottermore email, which did not come. Oh, I haven't checked my <gasps> Mine email Mine came yet. already. Are you in? Yeah. What are you I'm doing? In. What is it? You're lying. Oh, in Pottermore. Oh, no. I just said I got accepted. That's all. No, I'm sorry. The first letter. No, they today. mean like they're letting people in now. Yeah. I have a friend oh, no, who apparently no. is, yeah. actually is. He's in Australia. Though, so. And it's not going by the day you got in because people that got in on the first day haven't gotten theirs and people that have that were in on the second day have got theirs. So it's being mixed right. up. Yeah. Let's see, where am I at here in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets? Oh, they've just gone in to see Myrtle, Moaning Myrtle. Mm-hmm. We've already had the first yeah. sign on the wall and Mrs. Norris is petrified and they just found out that filch is a squib and harry didn't know what that was mm-hmm. and they went into the to the girl's toilet and came out and percy was like what are you doing <laughs> you're not supposed to be in there <laughs> get away from there don't you, yeah. don't you care what this looks like yeah just about right where we are yeah just mm-hmm. about it always makes me want to sing a song are you petrified oh. of being petrified? <laughs> Are you scared to walk through the hallways? Are you worried that the spiders run away? Are you petrified of being petrified? Okay. Yep. 
there's an interesting, mm-hmm. yeah, it's the Perry and the Butterstone. Yep. The so save, they're trying to, they're trying to figure out. They're trying to figure out if they're going to, uh, how they're going to sneak into Slytherin. And they haven't brought up the apologies yet. So that's where I'm at in the book. Okay. So we're a little further. Yes, in, the, in this case, we've done the Pelagius and such. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. There's an interesting, is, I'm just um, a little bit behind. Mm-hmm. There's a little glitch with their formatting here. Um, so the thing telling you this is going to be from Adam's point of view is set as a, a title. So it's like, Adam! Yeah. January 4th. Yeah, I know. So I was like, is this special? Is in Adam? Big Adam. <laughs> so he goes in to talk to McGonagall because he wants to know if he can stay for the summer. Because not only did they find out that you have Christmas and Easter holidays, but that the school closes for the summer and he has nowhere to go. And he's a little freaked out mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, I can understand yeah. that. Oh, yeah. And he wants Which, of to... course, is not going to help Dumbledore's um, comparisons at all. No. She says it's highly unlikely that you'll be able to stay at the school, and the ministry arranges summer accommodations. And he says, I will not go back to a home. And she says, okay, yeah. I'll tell Dumbledore that. And that's... Yeah. And I'm not sure she actually knows that what he means by that as an orphanage. I know. I, when yeah. I read that, I'm like, so he doesn't want to, like, go to the Weasley's house? I mean... Right. I know, I know what no, I, means, I, but it's... I, I understood that to be a foundling home. Mm-hmm. No, I knew yeah, what he was, meant, yeah, but I, it sounded weird. Uh, mm-hmm. no, I'm I, wondering if she realizes what he means by that. But, I didn't, it didn't I mean, sound did weird to you, Trisha? No, it didn't sound weird. Mm-hmm. No, It didn't sound weird to me either, weird. because I have a friend who works at a home for children. So mm-hmm. when he says... I'm not, I won't go to a home. I knew that was exactly what he, that was not an issue. Yeah, that's how I'm, <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I knew what it meant. Yeah, I'm just looking at how taken aback she is and, and looking at oh. that sentence again, wondering if she doesn't get that. But, oh, yeah, well, that's true. I think she's just taken aback by the way that he says that he's so blunt he's very, about it. He's so very fierce about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be. But who knows? So he walks out and finds uh, the twins, <laughs> and they say, "We saw what Ginny did to Ron, and we just decided to let you know that we're going to be watching out for her like Big Brother should, and we don't want you to be offended." And yeah, yeah, he says, "Oh man, here we go again." But at least they were nice. At least they're a little more tactful. Yeah, they were tactful. Mm-hmm. He's like, "When will the headmaster get on with catching this guy already?" <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. And uh, then we switch to Ginny, and we've skipped a month. It is now Valentine's Day, and Ginny has come up with revenge. <laughs> Don't you take I'm this girl they off. Put this in. Oh, yeah. I didn't think she they would put, or he or she he. wouldn't put, put the, yeah, I don't think he would put it in it. And so I was like, ah, but I was glad. It made yeah. me laugh. Yeah. So they get the dwarf, and they decide they're going to send a, a singing valentine to ron and it's his eyes are as blue as the clear summer sky his hair is red as a ripe tomato i wish he was mine he's really divine the boy that captured my heart (laughs) (laughs) doesn't rhyme quite as much as her original one no not at all yeah it will thoroughly embarrass ron anyway Mm -hmm. (laughs) and yeah he's just absolutely mortified and of course hermione catches the two of them giggling so she knows who did it Mm-hmm. And we find kind out. Of, Go ahead. It just seems. It seems like that. This is how they bond. This is how they bonded with with Hermione. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And Ginny's started to figure things out because she's noticed all her dizzy spells and such are gone. And also she's worked out that every time she had a dizzy spell, it was right after she finished writing in the diary. So mm-hmm. she's pretty sure there's something wrong about that. Right. And we jumped to my birthday. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you were born in 1993? Not quite. Good grief. I wow. hope not. <laughs> Yeah, and they're mm-hmm. having a discussion. They're in the common room, trying to figure out, trying to work out what's going on with these attacks. <laughs> yeah, they find out there's no. I spell. think Scott is channeling Sue or something. I'm yeah, not really sure. Like yeah, that. we are one. Why? Because we keep talking. Uh, at this I starting the same, the same sentence. Yeah. She'll say it, and then you'll say it like half a second later, and then she says it again more, and you say the same thing, and it's like. It's like tennis match. (laughs) Super soulmate powers activate. From my point of view, it's the other way around because I start saying it before I hear her saying anything. But talking at the same time doesn't really work when there's a delay. No. Yeah. Gotta love Skype. Mm -hmm. So Ron enters the common room, and Ginny has this really strange feeling and an urge to stand up and run over to him, and she realizes that he's got the diary. And she's like, yeah. oh, oh, I got to get this back. Because she doesn't trust Tom not to tell him her secrets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And she's already been hooked a little bit because she's decided it needs to be kept safe and mm-hmm. she has to keep it. And yeah. Yeah. So she gets. I like how they've, Go ahead. they've been trying to uh, put together whether any of the dates that it happened had anything to do with. If, if there's a pattern there and they can't figure it out, but it's uh, because there isn't, but it's a, a good tactic for them to try. Mm-hmm. And she figures out that that's when she has her dizzy spells, but she has dizzy spells on other days too, where nothing happens. So it must just be coincidence. Mm-hmm. And she gets Adam to help her stake out the place while she goes up and gets the diary back. And says that, you know, Ron stole it from her. And he's trying to think back. And the last time he saw it was in the loo or when she was going in and out, in and out of the loo. And she, I don't think he realized that she left it. So, yeah. And we find Except out. Except Ginny's yawning a lot. He notices. Tired. And she goes to bed early. So I think he noticed that she stopped writing in it because she would stop going up to bed early to write in it. That's true. So he may not have known she got rid of it, but he knew she stopped writing in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Adam is going to bed early and is woken up by Ron yelling. Right. It turns out he looks in and the room has been completely trashed. And he knows it's her that went in there and he's trying to work out why would she trash the room just for this diary thing. Mm -hmm. So he's got to ask her about it. Right. And she still looks tired again the next morning. And he asks and she's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he says, why did you destroy the bedroom? I, I, Ron's room, I saw it. It was wrecked. And she's like, I didn't do that. I thought you you believed me. And all the times I've stuck up for you, Adam Winters, you're a bigger prat than Ron. And she storms off. Yeah. And he asked the fat lady if she'd seen her. And she went in and then left again. And she went mm-hmm. back downstairs. And he eventually finds her by the bathroom. Right. And she wants to know where she is. She doesn't know how she got there. Right, and he figures out that she's having another one of the dizzy spells and wants to know if she remembers anything, and yeah. And he apologizes and says I But there's been another attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're on their way out to the match when they run into Professor McGonagall. 
And of course, she's like, you have a knack for being away from everybody else when these attacks happen. And And she hopes they they were together. And he says, yeah, they say yes. Mm -hmm. And Adam's very grateful to Ginny for not mentioning they'd been separated for about an hour. Right. Uh, before that. But she doesn't probably but, remember that. No. And we find out that Hermione's been petrified. Madame Pomfrey wants to know, why would she have this mirror in her hand? Mm-hmm. And she, Ginny's got the note. She was able to get the note out of Hermione's hand. So they know it's a basilisk right away. Mm-hmm. Then they start figuring out the uh, different, you know, Colin had the camera. and They decide they have to stop it. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the school comes back and Ron immediately storms and goes after Adam because it's Hermione that's been petrified. And, yeah, he's going to kill him. So. Yeah. And Ginny says, he was with me. Are you going to accuse me next? And uh, Neville draws him off. And, and McGonagall shows up. Adam's depressed because everybody still thinks it's him. Mm. And Ginny says she doesn't, and she's sure the headmaster doesn't, or you would have been taken to his office by now. Right, and we find out and we that switch back to Minerva. Hagrid's been taken away by the ministry, by the minister, because they have to blame somebody. Oh. Yep. And the, and the governors have decided that Albus has to be removed. Mm-hmm. No, Malfoy has decided that Albus needs to be removed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, yes. yeah. And he makes sure to tell her, if you need me, I will return. Pinch of the and powder, then, yeah. and green light, he's gone. And Fox soon after. We go back to Adam's point of view, and he's, this is still the same day. We're sticking mm-hmm. to mostly the same days now. And he's watching Ginny and knows she's looking pretty tired again. And he's pretty sure it has something to do with this diary, because yep. it's been ever since she got it back. And so he decides he's going to go to the twins and let them know. And, of course, they don't listen to it. They think he's just trying to switch the blame to Ginny. And he's, you know, trying to come up with a reason. So he goes back. and He just goes to bed. Yeah. And the next day, they have defense class first. Mm-hmm. And Lockhart spends much of the time telling them how he's going to take care of the attacker. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. He decides to talk to Ginny and says that he's worried about her, that she's been acting funny. And that, you know, you haven't had any dizzy spells since Christmas. And now that you've got the diary back, they started again. And And she yells at him. He's a better friend than you will ever be. And he has no idea what she's talking about. And Mm -hmm. she screams, leave me alone. And he chases her and she turns around with the wand in her hand. And he's not worried that she's going to hurt him until he sees the eyes. Because now her eyes are red. I love you. The last thing he sees is a red light coming at him. Oh, Thanks, I agree. That's true. And so we go to the next chapter and back to Minerva's point of view. Mm-hmm. And Filch comes up to her because she needs to see something. <laughs> Can you just see him running in like he does in the movies with that funky... Puffing and puffing. <laughs> oh, and he, he just runs so funny. Mm-hmm. are supposed to be out of bed, you blithering idiot. You have to see this. You have to see this. And he drags her out to the corridor where, of course, it says that her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. Minnie takes action. Woohoo! She gets all the... And they find out that Ginny and Adam are missing. Mm-hmm. And here's dun, dun, dun. where she starts to doubt herself. Yeah. Did I let my feelings for him cloud what he really is? And no. Yeah. You didn't. Mm-hmm. Severus is, of course, sure that it's him. Mm-hmm. And then they're about to 
she says, all right, we have to search again. And then in comes Lockhart. Yes, because he was dozing off somewhere. Yes. Lockhart has good ideas. Harry, Harry, Harry. (laughs) (laughs) Snape says, right, the very man. You've been waiting for your chance. Here it is. And he's like, uh, what? (laughs) I hear someone calling my name. Sorry, must go. Have to visit uh, South America. Bye. (laughs) Yep. And Albus has apparently not left. Great. And reassures her that he was taken in by Tom Riddle. It's n- not her fault and such. And, but he's still wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we have Adam waking up and he's really cold and shivering and he has a headache. And he realizes that he's on the smooth floor of a dimly lit room that's got all kinds of snakes and this old dude with a beard statue. Mm-hmm. And he sees something red. And he has... And it's Ginny. Yay! But she won't wake up, and she's really white. Mm -hmm. And then he has a very similar conversation with one Tom Riddle. Yes. I thought it was was fun in the book. I'd forgotten so many of the lines that had come from Chamber of Secrets ended up in the movie. Mm -hmm. And one of them was Filch and... My cat's been petrified. I want to see some punishment. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I just it just made me laugh because it was like I could just hear him saying it. It's so mm-hmm. fun. But yeah, when you get a fic that has the lines from canon, it always adds a yeah. Yeah. a nice overlay. So Adam figures it out that Tom was the one attacking the students and. And he says, says, oh, no, actually, it's been Ginny all year. Yeah. And he figures out that it's the diary. called him a liar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says, you know, we're the same, and I think you need to be my right-hand man. And he says, well, what's going to happen to Ginny? And Tom's like, oh, Ginny's going to die so I can live. No big deal. And that, of course, sets him off. Adam does not want to be his right-hand man if it's going to mean Ginny's life. And even though they've treated him poorly, he's still nice. Yeah. And he says, Expelliarmus, which doesn't work. <laughs> no. Okay. no. Tom sets the snake on him, and he, he knows that he can't look at it, so he keeps his eyes closed and all of this, and he just knows that he's going to die. And Adam raises... He's run into some big object. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Raises his hands over his head, covers his face, and he's consumed by terror and despair, and, of course... He feels that burning in the pit of his stomach again, and all of a sudden, the basilisk's head explodes into... I just pictured Aunt Aunt Marge. (laughs) Not that kind of blowing up. I know. Uh, Yeah, that's what I'm picturing, (laughs) but she actually blew up. This is a little chunkier than that. Yeah, because he's covered in sticky, chunky liquid. Yep. And Tom pretty much... The fangs have been scattered across a very large area. Mm Mm-hmm. And Tom goes nuts. Goes nuts. Yeah, pretty much. And next thing you know, Adam's got a broken arm and his legs broken and bent in an on angle. And yeah, he knows nothing but pain. But he realizes that if he can't kill Tom, maybe he can kill the diary. Mm-hmm. That's where he and he grabs a fang that happens to be nearby mm-hmm. and just sort of commando crawls with his one leg and one arm and uh, gets missed by the killing curse though mm-hmm. he doesn't know that and then stabs it yeah just barely missing Ginny's hand ouch and tom screams and disappears 
And he reaches over to Jenny, and just his last thought before he passes out is that she's got to wake up. And then we switch to her mm-hmm. viewpoint as she's waking up. Yay! And has an unconscious Adam lying next to her on the ground. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear. He wakes her up, and once she... He wakes her up. Wow. She wakes him up and wants to know what happened, and he says, it's the diary. And all of a sudden, she remembers what happened, that she stunned him, and... He says, no, it wasn't you, it was Tom, and he's having trouble breathing, and he needs help, and she pretty much drags him out, and he remembers his wand, so she summons the wand, and out they go. Till they I get- don't know about you. Go. Do you Were you shocked that the Gryffindor hat didn't show up with the sword and stuff? I was like, really? There was I no was, big just, declaration of loyalty to Dumbledore, so Fox had no... Yeah, I think that Dumbledore, or Fox didn't go to Adam. I'm doing the air quotes here. Can you see? Uh-huh. Adam, because yeah. he didn't have that connection with Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. For Fox. Right. We don't know that this is Harry. I know you all think it's Harry, but we don't know that it's Harry yet, so... Well, I think it's not exactly Harry now. Well, you never know. So... I was it's just reading uh, a series of, um, <laughs> no, no, it isn't. <laughs> Notwithstanding the fact that Edgecombe is a girl, you know. Uh, yeah. Details, details. Edgecombe, mm-hmm. Edgecombe. I was just reading a book of short stories, which are various Sherlock Holmes things, and one of them is by Neil Gaiman, actually. It starts out as the whole beginning of, what you would expect there's this the fellow who's writing the story has uh, met up with this odd person in the laboratory at St. Bart's and they go together and take a room and all that stuff and it goes through much of the story and it's not till quite near the end that you realize this is in fact Sebastian Varan writing about Moriarty rather than Watson writing about Holmes mm. so Kind of an interesting alternate universe thing. Yeah, interesting. And they run into Watson and Holmes turn out to be the two people that they're trying to track down. They've figured out by the footprints that there's a tall man and a short man and one of them's a doctor and yeah, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> they found this out by the footprints? Okay. Footprints Various other different things, but you know, it's, it's very much modeled on a study in Scarlet, but it's called a study in Emerald. And yeah, anyway, I have a tangent for you concerning okay. the study in Scarlet. Apparently, oh, I there's read about a high that. School, yeah, today there was a high school in Virginia that has decided to ban a study of Scarlet from the school. It was part of one of the what was supposed to be required reading in one of the classes because one of the parents complained that it portrayed a negative image of Mormon Mm. and it was written in when the late 1800s early 1900s late 1800s and so this was not acceptable to the parent so the school board voted on it and decided to listen to the one parent that complained and they're going to replace it with another story but it was like really guys come on you know the next thing you're going to do is you're going to ban anything that has any reference at all to anybody whose skin is dark. Let's just ban the history books while we're at it because, you know, they make the they make that England look bad when, you know, when the United States had a uh, this big thing called the revolution and let's ban anything that talks about the civil war because, you know, that makes the people who live in the south and the north look bad. Come on, guys, really? Yeah. <sighs> 
That's just ridiculous. <laughs> and sorry, that's my opinion. Your mileage may vary. <laughs> P.S. You read that same article. Did you think the same thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think any kind of censorship is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Like, I don't like, get this school book banning thing. Well, you know, I'm sure they probably have also banned the Harry Potter books, too. So I'm always amused by that expression, by the way. It took me a while to figure out what people even meant when they were doing YMMV, but um, yeah. Oh, your mileage may vary. Yes, sorry. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is an interesting expression. I guess it works. It makes kind of makes sense, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It just I grew up in a household that my father was a salesman and then a general manager of a car dealership for you know twenty years, so. I was very used to car terms when it came to things. So your mileage may vary was gimme. (laughs) I think banning a book is just ridiculous because you can't learn if you ban a book. You're teaching that you're not allowed to read this and think this way. So we're going to not let you, you know, and yes, I know I understand that can. And that's that's a two-way street, I understand. If you go to Germany, uh, you cannot buy a copy of Mein Kampf. It's illegal to own a copy of it in Germany. If you go into an Islamic country, you are not allowed to carry a Bible because it's against Islam. I mean, I, yeah, okay, can, I understand that it goes both ways. I do. But at the same time, I would like to make up my own mind for myself. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. So, moving along. I'm sorry. Okay. It was a useful tangent. It was a study in Scarlet tangent. Mm-hmm. So we can blame Scott. Yes. <laughs> I know I'll blame myself. Thanks. <laughs> we're way on course. So we're on our way out of the Speaking chamber. Speaking of which, Jeannie's eyes are no longer Scarlet. Oh. Yay. Yes. Yay. Can I talk and... about getting out of the chamber? Yeah, and Adam has sure. a compound fractured leg so that he's walking on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Go ahead, P.S. It just, <laughs> I feel like he wrote himself into a corner without Fox. Like, I think that's How the only reason out. there's yeah. an elevator in the chamber is because it's like, right, oh my gosh, delicious. I took out Fox. What am I going to do? <laughs> How am I going to get them out? <laughs> Yeah. Well, there. And I love how Harry's like trying all these things. He's like, out, I love how he says "open." Like <laughs> they're already in the chamber. Well, he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. He's, he's like in stairs. a lot of pain. Uh, you know, you got to give him a little credit. He's probably so out of his mind. In I'm pain surprised it wasn't up like a broom. You know, mm-hmm. could have just set it up. Yeah, oh. I like the escalator. Sorry. Yeah. He tries for stairs. Well, there has to have been something because, yeah, they're obviously Slytherin came down here without a phoenix. Doesn't it seem, I, I feel like I got the impression that it was somewhat ruined. So I think maybe there had been stairs in Salazar's day. Maybe. Possible. I don't know. Or, or he conjured them and then, or because he was a founder, he could apparate. Maybe. Mm. Could and be. maybe it was for, before um, anti-apparition spells. Mm-hmm. Possible. Maybe it was before we there was a bathroom how... there. I mean, a bathroom with running water. Ago. Yeah, an <laughs> 800-year-old bathroom with running I mean, water. I kind of, I kind of <laughs> nobody ever thinks of this, but I kind of highly doubt the bathroom was there in Salazar Slytherin's day. No, I don't think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, probably not. Well, the raw sewage goes straight into the lake anyhow. Ooh. Why would they put the entrance to the chamber in a bathroom 800 years well, ago? Okay, if, mm-hmm. 
especially a girl's bathroom. Why would Salas? I mean, unless Salas are Slytherin, like to go into girls' bathrooms. <laughs> yeah, he could have been her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I or, or I've always had the impression maybe there it was wasn't a, a bathroom to a begin tower with, or a pipe, something there to start yeah. with. Oh, I'm sure there was no bathroom there. There can't have been. The bathrooms in just kind of intersected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how did um, they know to put the snake on the sink then? I think Tom, Tom did that. Did that. Yeah. Oh, so he would know, remember oh. what sink it was. Tom did it. That's my thought too. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't like the movie where like the pipe is the center of the entire bathroom and it, all the sinks move away and stuff. Right. In the book, it's just one sink that kind of right. shifts aside so you get into the mm-hmm. one passage. So I figure they kind of bricked up the chamber by accident when they were building the bathrooms in or something. That's, yeah, yeah that's possible. And once again, Scott and I are channeling Research each other. Research the blueprints. <laughs> but anyway... On to chapter nine, eight, <laughs> and we have Minerva again, and Molly Weasley comes in from the flu, and she thinks that you know twins have done something wrong, and they have to tell her mm-hmm. that it's Jenny and that she's been taken and abducted. Now this is a plot hole to me. This is what Albus says. I'm afraid it's worse than that, Alvis says gravely. Ginny has been kidnapped by the attacker and taken into a hidden chamber beneath the school. There's no way he mm-hmm. can know that. We know. Why not? Because he knows. Well, he he's the headmaster. Her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. Yeah, right, maybe. He's kind yeah, of assuming he the was... beneath the school bit, but they knew it was Under there the school, and nobody yeah. found it. So it's part of the school somewhere. That's um, true. I can see what you mean by that. It's awkward phrasing for that, but he he does know that she's been kidnapped and taken to the chamber. Right. Hang on just a minute. I need to let the dog out. Let the dog out. So did we all have that start in our heads at the same time? Uh-huh. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking, hmm, maybe I won't put that sound effect in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we all went, who let the dogs out? And Pia said, Sue! 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 Oh, dear. <laughs> it's only one dog. That's right. She's big enough to count for two or three. That's true. Mm-hmm. I finally figured out anyway. how to get her to eat. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. That's always useful. Bacon fat. <laughs> Here, she's gonna be stinky. You got the clock daughter. Commercial again? Yeah, probably. <laughs> bacon, 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 bacon. The problem, with, the problem with giving a dog bacon is they get very, very farty. Yeah. Well, we didn't give mm. her bacon. We just gave her a little bit of the grease. Uh huh. But anyhow, back <laughs> to Molly. Are you all right, Trisha? Uh, yeah, I'm playing with a cat. Okay. Ah. Uh. Molly's trying to kill Adam. gives her his theory, and yeah. Minerva glares at him and says, that hasn't been proven. Yeah. They <laughs> and they wait me. two hours, basically. Yeah. But, you know, Molly's like, I gave him a Christmas present because Ginny said he was lonely. And yeah. And then he walks to the door and she goes off on him. And poor thing. Yeah. He's just like, you know. He's in pain. I have a broken arm. Covered yeah. in blood. White as a ghost. Ginny seems fine. She's got blood stains, but she's not hurt. And Molly just goes after him. And he screams. And Albus has to um, use the Albus voice. The now. Mm-hmm. Yes. He pretty much uh, 
goes over and reads his mind. But I love Ginny. Ginny throws herself in front of him. She's going to defy her mother to protect him. Yeah. It was me. It was me. Mm-hmm. She says, it was me. It was my diary. It was making me ill. I've been having blackouts and it's controlling me. And I didn't mean to. And of course, uh, mm-hmm. he wants to see it. And she luckily put it in her pocket along with the wand. And he says, this is the key. Mm-hmm. And nobody else really catches that because Minerva is more excited about realizing that Adam is innocent. Ginny mm-hmm. wouldn't be protecting him if he just kidnapped her. Mm-hmm. And they send them off to the hospital wing. Right. And he did look through his memories. Albus did look through Adam's memories and confirms, Trisha, you're breathing into your mic. Sorry. It's all right. Better? Yes. See, wasn't that legitimate? Okay, not better. Wasn't that be legitimate? That was Kelly being a snot. Uh, can't tell because I'm looking at the story page, not the Laura thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. What were you going to say? Wasn't that legitimacy when he looked through his memories? I mean, I don't yeah. think he sat there and pulled them out with the pensive. I assumed that he no, was yeah. using legitimacy. He legit- yeah, but I it's can't say that word, so I was trying really hard not to. Yep. He legitimized him. Yeah. <laughs> was now if you don't ask first, is that illegitimacy? Illegitimacy. Illegitimate illegitimacy. That is worse. <laughs> that times fast. Didn't have get started. He does say, um, regardless of the morality of his actions, mm-hmm. I did it anyway. And he says mm-hmm. that he can still feel the traces of dark magic. In, in the diary, yes. And we find out that he's innocent and... Well, obviously, well, you can tell that Dumbledore is realizing it's a Horcrux, I think. Yeah. Yeah. This makes me wonder to reread the book. I mean, I wonder if, if that's in there. I haven't even read... I haven't read the book since Deathly Hallows. I need to do that. Mm-hmm. I haven't either. I that's why I'm reading now. I haven't I read the book. And- I haven't, has, I haven't read. Like, I haven't read the book since before Deathly Hallows came out. Wow. Yeah, I did and a run so up been, to Deathly Hallows, and then I have reread. So did so did I. So it's been four years. I've only I've read, read Deathly Hallows once. Oh. I've read it three times. I can't even tell you how many times mm. I've read it. I think the last. So I'm having a lot of fun last three, reading the read uh, once. books again. Mm. For some reason, I mean, I've only read it once, but like I feel like it's clear as day. Like I don't really have, you know problems remembering it like i even remembered in the movies when oh. lines were straight from the book for some reason deathly hallows is like etched in my brain <laughs> <laughs> wow i remember reading the book at work <laughs> yes boss i was reading while i was at work and it was me and another guy were reading it and he was five pages ahead of me the whole day and we got out of work and I never wanted to read and drive at the same time so much in my entire life and it was right at the beginning he had just gone after the dough and it was five o'clock and I was oh, like the- ah! <laughs> I had to come home and dive right back into it <laughs> so. that's exactly when I had to stop and eat and I took the book to the table <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, I, I have I have food stain on mine. Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. You have food stains I, from dinner? 
oh yeah, or or something like that. I'm like, someone just give me a tea. Let me have a tea. I'll keep reading. I remember sitting on my front stoop reading it, not paying any attention. Yep. And my neighbor came up to me and scared the living shit out of me. And I threw the book up in the air because I think it was at a time someone was dying, and I was just was like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was so ab- uh, not even paying any got- attention to the world around me. We got off the. Oh, I had to just like seclude I got, I got, myself. I just cried too hard. Well, and and I got done with the book, and I had been away from the internet like all the night before because I didn't want Australia mm-hmm. to spoil me, mm-hmm. and all that day, and I got done, and I got online, and my friend in California had finished reading it about two hours before I did, and no one that we knew was on. And she IMs me and says, can you call me? (laughs) Are you done? (laughs) And so I called her and she was like, I'm sitting on the, she was on the diving board on her pool, right? She had the end of the, had her feet in the water and just sobbing into the phone. (laughs) I think, I think my post definitely hallows like crying Jay is like up there with like all time, like heartbreak crying Jags of my life. Well, like, mine was. I mean, after I finished the book, I sobbed and, for literally like an hour or more. Remus and Tongs. Okay, got it. I had to put. Oh. What? 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 I was going to say, can we go back to the store so I can go to bed? <laughs> uh, no, I love to I really love Deathly Hallows stories. <laughs> yes, well, let's finish the story and then we can talk Deathly Hallows. I'm sorry. Right. I it's did it. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I love Deathly Hallows stories. Poor Molly. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the time. Yeah. So, yeah. Ginny wakes up in the hospital wing. Mm -hmm. Poor Molly, when they they realize for sure Adam's innocent, she's like, I just shook an 11-year-old boy with a broken arm by the throat. (laughs) Oops. Yeah. So, yes, Ginny's waking up in the hospital wing the next day. She's finally slept well for once. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like a weight's been lifted off of her because the diary is gone and she knows it's gone. So, mm-hmm. and she's starting to feel really stupid because she trusted Tom and he took over her body and made her do evil things. So, yeah. And they're never going to forgive her. There's her mom. She tells her that Adam will be fine and nobody blames her. It wasn't her fault. And she says, but I should have realized what was going on. I should have stopped it. But apparently it was a very powerful object. And then we get this. Oh, it's an adult taking over, taking over a child. I mean, hello. No. Well, teenager. Teenager, because he wasn't really. Yeah. But still, yeah. But he was still yeah. Voldemort. Mm-hmm. 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 Then Adam wakes up and. Oh, excuse me. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Molly has to apologize because she attacked him, and now mm-hmm. you've saved her, and I can never thank you enough. And he's blushing bright red. Yeah. He's like, uh, no problem. Can I sit up now? Yeah. <laughs> And when I was reading this, I was like, he's got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but that's not why he's doing it. But, yeah, it's just, just totally mm-hmm. reminding me of a kid potty dance. Trying to wiggle himself yeah. up. You're not going to ask her. This is just a, bath- a bathroom story. Mm-hmm. It is a bathroom story. <laughs> so Molly goes off for food. And-, and he finally talks to Ginny. And she interrupts him and says, I'm so sorry. Will you ever forgive me? I'm supposed to be your friend. And he says, it's not your fault. I still want to be your friend um, if you want to be my friend. And they're overjoyed and they hug. And uh, then she realizes uh, he has a broken arm. Yeah. But oh, well. <laughs> and, then and we move on a couple of days. 
Yeah, he's still having problems with this arm. Doesn't want to work right. Yeah, I thought Madame Pomfrey was supposed to be able to mend bones in a second. Yes. Yeah. For some reason, Gallagher. that's not happening with this one. But nope. Because he better. can't become a Skelligro junkie like Hermione and Sirius and the other fix. <laughs> there you go. Plug, 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 plug. You have to not have bones to use that. I, I I could I could just imagine Hermione and Sirius like sprouting bones in new places, like they have these like bony growths, like dinosaurs. She's a unicorn. No, it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of like this um kind of like the body piercing people and stuff like that. Those bones sticking out, right? Mm. People getting implants in their skins to make them look like a snake and stuff. Yeah, just weird stuff. Ooh, or a cat. Weird. Here we go oh, like here. a cat! No, the cat. No, seriously. Have you seen the pictures of the Catwoman? Is incredibly creepy. She has like a cat. She's like had plastic surgery to get a cat's face. Wow. All right, cat's That's really cute and obsessed. everything, but I don't want a person like that. No, 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 no. no. So Dumbledore wanders in to explain his side of things. Yes. After and- Ginny's been laughing at him because he's his hand isn't working and, and help him up. Dumbledore tells him about Mister Riddle and. Pulls out the diary, which, of course, makes Ginny recoil. And he explains. Ginny says, he always told me to call him Tom. Yeah. And he says, he was a student here, and you have a similar background, and that's probably why I was suspecting you. Mm -hmm. And I realize now you're nothing alike. Tom actually became Lord Voldemort. And Ginny's like, (gasps) and Adam's like, huh? Who? What? Because she explained that? that you know who was an evil wizard, but she never actually said his name. Right. So. Well, we find out that he was powerful and he manipulated many wizards far older and more experienced than Ginny, so she shouldn't feel bad. And she wants and she to wa- know. She wants to know how it was in her things. hmm Yeah. Yeah. And then he wants to know, as in Adam, wants to know how, because Tom had said they must be related because he's a parcel mouth. And wants to know if that's true. And, and then, Dumbledore says he can say categorically that he's not related to Tom Riddle. And that reminds Adam about the blood test. And, mm-hmm. Oh, right. Did you find my parents? And he says, well, I don't have any answers for you, but I know that Tom Riddle was the last of his family. Right. And he didn't have any children. So then he wants to know so, how come he can talk to snakes. And that's another mystery. Over the summer he's holidays. Going to investigate. Mm-hmm. And Adam wants to know where he's going to stay. And Dumbledore says, oh, I left that to the ministry. I'm sorry. That kind of ticked me off because I'm like, hey, you left it to the ministry to find the kid. Did they do it? No. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And- well, he doesn't really say he has. He says normal procedure is to let the ministry do it. Mm-hmm. And so far he hasn't had time to do anything different. Right. So he still might. But- and we move on to the 30th of May. Skip another couple weeks. Revive the petrified victims. Yay! And no one, of course, knows what really happened, except Miss Weasley told the Weasley children about what happened and that Adam had rescued her. Ron, ha-ha, you prat, now you have to be nice. (laughs) But he's not. Everybody else apologizes except for Ron, who's still just being a... Prat. Prat. I I love my... my Get... (laughs) You love your what, Trisha? I love my um, text reader. When it when it comes to Pratt, it just spells it out. <laughs> I'm like, I had to sit there and think P-R-A-T. about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, Pratt. Yeah. yeah, P-R-A-T. I'm like, what? And I'm like, oh. And the other 
development that caused considerable whispering in the school is Professor Lockhart has vanished. Oh dear. Wonder where he could Apparently are. he had a family emergency. Mm, according to Dumbledore. In Antarctica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brazil, you know. Brazil. Where the snake is. No, except it's not there because Harry never went to the zoo. That's yeah. true. And Hermione tells them about the basilisk attacking the students and they're like, we know. <laughs> Maybe we should go somewhere and talk about it. So they all end up in Ron's room. Yeah. She wants to know how they stopped it, and they you know, say Adam stopped it, and Ron wants to know how in the hell he did it. Sorry. <laughs> With a dog. Yep, the dog did it. And he you left really the dog know. in! <laughs> <laughs> Lily, quit barking. Shush. He doesn't really know. He just knows that he closed his eyes and it exploded. It was all luck, really, because he doesn't want them to know. <laughs> the basilisk just happened to explode. Mm-hmm. That happens sometimes, doesn't it? Basilisks yeah. just explode. They get to a certain age and they're like a yeah. phoenix. Spontaneous. Yes, yeah, spontaneously combust. It's perfect. Except with more chunks of meat yeah. and flying fangs. Yeah. yeah. I guess it would be the, <clears throat> the opposite of a phoenix because instead of burning, it would explode. I don't know. <laughs> Mm. Hard to say. Yeah, he didn't conjure Phoenix. He conjured a grenade. <laughs> yeah, that's yep. it. Adam is much tougher than Harry. Movie Dinny's Reductos. There you go. And they end up in. And the- Ron gets embarrassed because he didn't notice that Ginny was acting oddly, or he wasn't there for her. And then mm-hmm. uh, they go off to the feast. And Adam gets a special award and two hundred points to Gryffindor, which he doesn't want of the attention, but he's happy for the points because it puts him ahead. Yay! Yay! And Hagrid comes back. Yay! I just can't. I can't stop picturing the scene in the movie, like that stupid end to the movie where Hagrid, Hagrid comes back and he's gifted and standing ovation. Except for the silver. He's like a guy. And then it's time to go, June 19th, and McGonagall calls him over and says that she's enjoyed having him this year, and he's, you know, come on so much since she met him and everything, and you can always if send If he has any owl. problems over the summer, mm-hmm. yeah. Of course, he has to be able to get a hold of an owl to send it, but, you know. Yeah, I'm so curious as to where he's going to go. Yeah, me too, but he has a chauffeur from the looks of it. And we switch to Ginny. Before we find out anything about him. Right. And uh, she's looking out the window of the train. Oh, we're nearly there. And he's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Darn. And she's going to get Mrs. Weasley to send him an owl so they can plan to come for the end of the holidays. Mm-hmm. And she wants to know who's picking him up. And he says, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to find me. And Fred's like, uh, could it be that man over there with your name on a piece of parchment? <laughs> like, oh. Maybe. <laughs> and of course... Like he's being picked up at the airport. Yeah. They think he must be really well off if his parents can send a chauffeur for him. And Yeah. And Ginny doesn't enlighten them otherwise. Nope. And she's like, not exactly. And so... And that's the end. Year one. Harry Potter lost. We will have to come back next time and find out if we find Harry Potter. Because we haven't yeah. found him yet. The next story is called Connections, which is pleasingly intriguing. <laughs> All sorts of things could happen. Yes. Yeah. I. You know, this is a fairly believable story, I think. That, you know, if, if he had gotten lost, moved, somehow put in a bush and found, 
this could possibly have happened, Harry. So I, mm-hmm. I know it's off the beaten path a little bit, but it was believable enough. I, mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, no, no. Keep going. It came up slowly enough and it was believable enough that I could buy into it. So that's why I stuck it on here. Mm-hmm. My and we'll theory. have to see whether we find out who Adam is. She, or as how he Trisha thinks it's Edgecombe. Like <laughs> it's not Edgecombe. I'm thinking the person that put him in the, in the bushes mm-hmm. was Wormtail. Yeah, think, that's huh? my thought. Mm-hmm. That's my theory. Mm-hmm. You never know. Or it could, it could be. have been Edgecombe. <laughs> That's where Edgecombe comes into it. Yeah. Edgecombe found him. Got it. Okay. We're going to write this down. Yeah. That was the, the first foster home that he uh, got thrown out of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Well, you know, what's what's really funny is that we have a foster home here called Edgewood. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if it was Edgecombe, I'm, I'm going to come visit you. Oh, dear. Dear, dear, dear. I'm definitely looking All forward right, to guys, everything. I'm getting off. Just to see what happens. Good night, Trisha. You made it through an entire night, podcast. Guys. Yay! Good night, yeah. Trisha. Good and we night. started I'm really happy. late. Sleep I, well. This was a short story. Yeah, I know. Than what we used to. That's why I was able to do so, the whole year no. at once. Yeah. They do get longer. That's why we're only doing the first three years, because they do get longer. Uh, okay. And it's still a work in progress. The uh, seventh Fourth year? year? I believe it's the seventh year mm-hmm. is still in progress right now. And I'm sure... Okay. I mean, we're, we're not going to do all seven years? No. Oh. We're only going to do the first three. Just get people oh. started, and they'll have to go read the rest themselves, I guess. We're wetting their appetites. Oh, I see. How sneaky of us. And yes. how- Good night, Trisha. Good night. Good night, Trish. Teams. Bye-bye. Anybody else have something they want to say about this before I turn off the recorder? No, I, I don't think mostly think said so. what's to be I'm said. I'm curious to it. see where it goes. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to read the next one. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night. Or should I say, bye. Bye. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.